Chronicles 3, verses 1 to 10. So feel free to follow along in your Bible or on the screen. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, his eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was laying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was laying down in the house of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lay down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The third time the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there. Samuel, Samuel. But Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Christ is risen. And this is a great commission reminds us that we have been called by God, by Christ, to be his disciples and to follow in his footsteps. Our message today also reminds us that we have been called and are continuously called to him. All of us at one point have probably gotten a phone call from an unknown caller. And I think most of us would let it go on answer because we're not sure who is on the other side of the phone call. Maybe it's a telemarketer, maybe it's a scammer. In any case, you probably don't want to go through the hassle of dealing with that kind of phone call. But what if someone really important was calling you? What if you really needed to pick up this phone call? I think all of us would agree that it would be terrible to miss the call. If we knew who was calling, we'd do our best to answer. However, the truth is that sometimes we get important calls, but we don't know who it is. Because there is no public ID. It's like that with God sometimes as well. And as we move into today's text, I want us to keep this question in our minds. God is speaking, but am I listening? The book of First Samuel seven is relatively a time of transition from the period of the judges to the period of the monarchy. During the period of the judges, twelve leaders arose with God's help. In order to unify the people, to get them to repent, 
to address both spiritual and physical threats. As unfortunate as it was, Israel continued to repeat the cycle of abuse and disobedience, resulting in curses, not blessings. This backdrop does not change, and Samuel is born into a chaotic time period where God's voice is not heard or recognized. In fact, in verse 1, even before God speaks to Samuel, it is made clear that the word of the Lord was rare and that there were not many visions. God is silent. There is a distinct line of communication between God and the Israelites. This is quite unfortunate because prior to this era, under Moses and Joshua, God spoke frequently. It was his word that led his people through various trials and hours to victory. However, during the period of the judges, all people did as they pleased. They neither listened to nor heeded God's calling. Under Eli's priesthood, the nation was declining. Eli himself was weakening. His eyes had grown so weak he could barely see, alluding to a weak spiritual vision. For example, when Eli saw Hannah praying at the temple, he initially thought that she was drunk. The situation was so bad that even Eli's sons, who were priests, had no regard for the Lord. And despite Eli's rebuke of their actions, they did not listen. At this point in time, Samuel is under Eli, in the service of the shrine of Shiloh. Here, we see the beginnings of a change. In verses 4 to 8, one night, God calls out to Samuel three times. All three times, Samuel responds with, Here I am. But he is responding to Eli, not to God. Every time Samuel hears the call, he rushes to Eli's son. And Eli, who is just as confused, tells Samuel to go back to bed. The problem is that Samuel does not know that he is God who is calling him. He also does not know, yet know, what he has been called to. There is a lack of clarity. As verse 7 says, Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. Samuel is still inexperienced. He has not yet experienced God in a way that will lead to an intimate and lasting relationship, a relationship that will eventually make him a great prophet. Right now, he is confused and he needs guidance. As Christians in a chaotic and confusing world, there is a desire to have clarity and certainty. We want to know who is calling us, how we are being called, what we are being called to, more. I don't know about you, but sometimes I sure wish God would speak to me directly, clearly, and loudly. Then I know for sure that was God's voice. However, like with Samuel, we are often left confused about when and where through whom God is speaking to us. Furthermore, sometimes our response to God's call is so slow that we need to be guided along. For example, some of the things that we do as part of the church 
going to be classroom, creating a new Sunday school curriculum, starting a community event, and choosing new initiatives to support them more. However, sometimes we struggle to know God's will, because it's not always clear what God is saying to us. There are classroom opinions, and it's through these differences that we need to hear God's voice. It's difficult to make decisions. There's always uncertainty at the beginning. There are things that you, you need to keep in mind while making these decisions. You're not sure if this is what you should be doing, and you certainly don't want to end up doing the wrong thing and then regret it later. Personally, I have experienced this as well. So I have a first degree and my first master's degree in studying international relations. It feels completely different from other theology and religious studies. However, every so often, every so often over the course of a number of years, my dad would ask me, how about seminary? And every time I would say, maybe, right, I want to do something with what I learned. I can still do God's work, but in a different capacity. I don't need to go to seminary. I think that many of you would agree with me when I say that sometimes it's hard for us to recognize that we are being called to God to do something. Was God speaking to me through my father? Or was it just his aspirations for me? I was open to doing God's work in some way, but I wasn't certain what that would exactly look like. I couldn't just make the leap to seminary quite yet. Because I was uncertain and didn't realize that God was calling me, wanted to follow what I had in mind for myself, hoping that it was also what God had in mind for me. Probably all of you have at least one similar setup to tell. Maybe later you recognize the voice of a close friend or loved one as the voice of God. But I can tell you, it's not so easy to tell. When looking at the state of Israel, Eli, his sons, and Samuel, it's hard to be positive. Eli is growing old and weary. His sons continue to commit great evil against God. And Samuel, oh, he's just experienced. In fact, despite being called by God three times, Samuel doesn't even recognize that it is God was calling him. He also has no clue what he's been called for. Samuel thinks it's Eli who is calling for assistance. That said, there is much grace to be found. First, in verse 3 it says, the Lamb of God had not yet come out. Since the Exodus, the priests were required to keep the lamps burning in the temples every night. This is a ray of hope in the darkness. The word and visions of God may be rare, but God has not yet given up on his people. Second, God calls Samuel, who is young and inexperienced. God doesn't choose a more experienced and devoted priest to carry out his will. Instead, he is willing. 
for ourselves. But we should never assume that God won't speak to us just because we're not experienced or important. Third, Samuel maintains a open posture. Even after being called three times, seemingly for no reason, Samuel doesn't show signs of irritation or annoyance. Every single time he is called, he says, Here I am. Samuel places himself at the disposal of the one who is calling him. He shows a willingness to serve. He has heard the call and is willing to obey. Fourth, God helps Samuel to understand what he is calling him through Eli. Initially, Eli is also confused doesn't realize that it's actually God, which they call the Savior. However, on the third time, Eli comes to the realization that God is the one who has been speaking to Samuel. In verse 9, Eli tells Samuel, Go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Eli not only tells Samuel who it is that is calling him, he also teaches Samuel how he should respond to God. So when God calls Samuel for the fourth time, Samuel readily responds to him. He is not left clueless or abandoned for failing to recognize that he was being called. Honestly, God is very persistent. God calls Samuel a total of four times. The first three calls to Samuel did not yield Results that he wanted. In fact, Samuel totally misunderstood who was calling him. However, God did not give up on Samuel. He did not move on to the next person, to a person who would heed his call in the first try. After the first time, God tries again and again. So finally, on the fourth try, Samuel, who now knows what to do, says, for your sermon is listening. The grace is overflowing. We can see grace to Eli and his guidance of Samuel. We can see grace to Samuel for his willingness and humble attitude. We can see grace in God for his persistence, his gentle nature. In fact, God has so much grace that it extends to us as well. God is extremely gracious and persistent in his guidance of us. After times, he places others in our lives who will then guide us to him. As mentioned earlier, some of the things that our church does are calling a pastor, or creating a new Sunday school curriculum, and so on. And even though we are Christians, we have different opinions, and it's difficult to perceive. Fortunately, God works persistently among us. He invites us to pray together to Him, to have dialogue with Him, and eventually, with the help of the Holy Spirit, we are prompted to answer His call. God puts things into place, and there is a light shining at the end of the dark tunnel. We see how God is working to make things possible, which is surely a sign we are headed in the right direction of doing God's will. In fact, I've seen churches that were on the verge of closing.
rejuvenating their bodies, they rejuvenate and strengthen because God brought the congregation together, persistently worked in their hearts. God's voice, which seemed to have weakened previously, was louder than ever. And the churches rose to the occasion. They heard and answered God's will for them. Going back to my personal example, for as long as I can remember, my dad often told me, or Sam said, that I should go to the cemetery. I wasn't completely sold on the idea, and neither did I think that God had called me to cemetery. But my dad was very persistent. Then finally, after going through the pandemic and seeing the pain of others much more up close and personal, I felt that I was fine. I only applied to that school, and if I was accepted, I would go. I was not as well. If I was not, then maybe not yet. So now, as you can see, I am in seminary. Through my death, I can see God's gentle guidance and persistence. Through my death, God was calling me to go to seminary. It took a long time to recognize that God was speaking to me and telling me to do something. At the beginning, I wasn't even sure I was being called. I was hesitant. But God continued to speak to me and to equip me with what I would need for the future of walking alongside Him. My dad to me was what Eli was to Samuel. And as someone more experienced, Walking with God, waiting home was less experience. Looking back, I now know that it was God who was speaking to me all along. As they say, hindsight is 2020. In the heat of the moment, it's difficult to see and hear God's presence and voice in our lives. Sometimes we're having the time of our lives, and sometimes we are hanging on for dear life. Seemingly random events event makes so much more sense retrospectively. Only later we recognize that God was guiding us either in the direction that we needed to go. Many of us can testify that in times when God seemed to be silent, we realize later that God was talking to us all along. In times of great pain and uncertainty, when we're navigating a loss, or trying to overcome the difficulty in their lives, God seemed distant. But later, we see that God was speaking to us all the time. True, we don't always get this clarity, even in hindsight. There are things that we will never understand until we are reconciled with God at the end. If God is speaking, the love of God has not gone out. The Holy Spirit is at work within us and interceding for us. Sometimes we may not hear the words being spoken to us. However, there is always hope. Going back to the phone call analogy from the beginning, I really hope that all of us can pick up God's call on the first ring, even if we don't know what the call is. But even if we don't, it's okay. God will set special ringtone for us. First of all, he'll place someone by us who 
I just took a piece of a cookie. And if all else fails, God will continually call us and leave us for things. And sooner or later, but hopefully sooner than later, we'll realize God's will for us in carrying out what it is that He has called us to do. Remember, we are not alone. God is always with us, and He will empower us. I'd like to close in this prayer. Dear Father in heaven, thank you for gathering us together to hear your word. Continue to remind us that it is you who has called us to you. 